Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. So I just gave you the AFC playoff picture in general. Um, and I'll start with you, Danny G. Right now, Kansas City and New England are the overall prohibitive favorites to, well, not prohibitive favorites, but right now they would be your buy teams, right? Teams that get a buy and advance the divisional round of the playoffs. The Chargers, I'm going to say, remain my dark horse because I picked them to make the Super Bowl before the season started. I'd like to see him go on the road Thursday and beat the Chiefs just because I think it injects a lot of drama into the AFC playoff picture. Given how well Phillip Rivers is playing right now, best season of his career, eventually Melvin Gordon is going to come back and be healthy, which gives them a, a dynamic offensive attack. Defense is playing pretty well. They're my pick to surprise people and kind of come out of nowhere and still advance to the Super Bowl. If you had to pick somebody other than the Chiefs and the Patriots, who would you pick in the playoffs right now in the AFC? So I tend to think that the teams at the very top in the AFC are going to stay there. But my dark horse, the team that I think is going to move up a couple of spots, is the Indianapolis Colts. So you think they're going to basically win out because that's what they have to do in order to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think Andrew Luck and the Colts are going to win the rest of their games and move up the board. So the Colts remaining on their schedule, they have uh, obviously the Cowboys this weekend. Then they go against the Giants, and then they go on the road against the Titans. Uh, and I think they have to win all three. But certainly the way they've played since they started off 1-5 and five has, uh, other than the 6 nothing defeat on the road against the Jags, which was tough to figure out, uh, there's certainly some support for that. What about you, uh, Eddie Garcia? You're a big Steelers fan. Any faith in any other team 
uh, that's remaining in the AFC outside of the top two right now. Well, Clay, as you know, I am a Steelers fan, but because of my wife, I am a Chargers season ticket holder. Yeah, and right. And I do see this team a lot, and I got I, I got to agree with you. I know that uh, the Chargers don't have a great track record as far as you know getting clutch wins in the playoffs, but they've got the quarterback. Uh, Melvin Gordon, if he's right, is one of the better running backs in the league. Um, you know, Keenan Allen is a great wide receiver. Another guy that they never put on injured reserve, but he got hurt in the preseason was the tight end Hunter Henry, and they think he might be able to come back in time for the playoffs. Uh, that would be a, a great uh, addition at the end. Bosa, if he stays healthy, is now back and provides him with that great tandem with uh, Melvin Ingram rushing the passer. So I, I, I kind of like the Chargers as well, even though I, I that is the great caveat, though, as you mentioned. What if they get a home playoff game or two? Would they even would they consider moving that game to a to the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl? Is that even an option? Because I can't imagine them hosting a, an important playoff game in that stadium. What do you think it would look like? I mean, would the opposing team take over that stadium? I, I really think they probably would. I mean, if it's the Colts or somebody like that, you know, maybe not. But I mean, if the Steelers were to get in, well, I said they probably win the division. So if that wouldn't be a, a traveling game for them, but I, yeah, I, I got to think. Uh, There'll be a lot of opposing fans there. It's been the story the whole time that they've played there. So it's a tough, it's a tough environment for those players and for diehard fans like my wife to have to go in there and sit next to opposing fans all the time. It's 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 not a it's not a fun situation for them. So you're on my side, Chargers. There. What about you, Roberto? Who you got? Uh, out of all the teams, I guess. Yeah, the, I hate to say it, but the Chargers. It seems like the Chargers have a chance to actually make it to the Super Bowl, but I don't think they will because they always choke. They always what? Make- a- uh, Dub, step in here. Anybody else you're jumping on board the bandwagon with here outside the top two? Yeah, I don't think Dub's there. Where is Dub? Is uh, he not working today? I, I have no idea. No one has heard from Dub so far today? Uh-uh. Uh-oh. This seems like something I should be told. But would, would he agree that the guy who's in charge of the phones, if he's not there... On the day of the anonymous mailbag, when I'm teasing it, and our uh, ability to uh, to field calls is uh, is uh, what Dub is not there. If he has issues at all, he usually text messages me. I haven't got anything from yeah, him. Yeah, me neither. So I will. Uh, I'll hit up his cell phone right now. So Dub is missing. Yeah, Just I, I no, texted him earlier, and he no response from Dub. We have no idea where he might be. No. It's amazing to me that this show ever even works. Done, done. <laughs> the amount of Maybe people who just over. don't show up on this show. Oh man, I am an island of competence, uh, yes, as I always island say. Island of perfection, surrounded, surrounded by, by incom- complete incompetence. Yes. Here's a question for you guys because you're picking the Chargers. Let's say, and and I've heard uh, Cowherd mention this uh, once or twice on his show, and it got me thinking because I live here in Los Angeles. What if the Chargers were able to go to the Super Bowl? And they won. Where would the championship parade be held? San yeah, Diego. that's a good question. It should be in San Diego. Yes. It should be in San Probably Diego. No and that would be such a it'd Just be like such a, a kick in the teeth. Yes. Yeah. Would it be uh Eddie, would it be like at a uh I don't know, like at a vet hall, a veterans hall, or I mean, where would you do it in front of City Hall? I mean, think of all the famous Laker parades here over the years and 
the Raiders back in the day when they won a championship. Where in the city of L.A. would the Chargers Well, first of all, meet? let's be honest. L.A. is an ultimate front-running town. So there would be a ton of people who were like, oh, I've always been a huge Charger fan it if feels, they won the Super It feels no, different. That, that, it feels different happened. with the Chargers, though, Clay. It really does because this is a Raiders town. Now there's some Rams fans yeah, popping but if up. You win, if you win you. the Super Bowl, I'll just tell you this. Like I, I have traveled around a lot. Nobody cared about the Ravens very much when they moved back to Baltimore for a while, and then the Ravens got hot with Ray Lewis after he murdered two people, and they were like, this is our guy. Let's put a statue up of him. And they fell in love with the Ra- – I mean, to me, I always say you can tell by the flags, right? Um, suddenly, when a team gets hot, everybody's got a flag of that team on their car. And you would think that everybody always had those flags. The flags go up like a billion percent. I know here in Nashville, for example, the Redskins, when they got hot in D.C., uh, like I said before, the Ravens. If you've lived in different parts of the country when a team gets hot, the Bucks, the Bucks are awful forever, and then suddenly they make a Super Bowl run, and everybody in Tampa Bay and everywhere else like, oh, I've always been a huge Bucks fan. All of the Fairweather fans come out. The people who've been to a game once in the last decade. People who usually don't put the game on television. Look, the Preds here in Nashville almost won the Stanley Cup, right? And it, you would have thought that the Nashville Predators were the most popular franchise in the history of mankind based on the number of people who were showing up to watch Preds, uh, the Preds games in public viewing areas. Everybody gets on the bandwagon for a winning team. So I think there would be a ton of people who would come out of the woodwork to show up there and support them. It is a fun question. They should do it in San Diego, but it's such a kick in the teeth to everybody in San Diego. I don't think they could. By the way, the NFC playoff picture, nowhere near as complicated. Um, I said I was going to hit this, and then we're going to talk with John Campbell. Um, But New Orleans, I think it does matter, the more I think about it, where that home field exists. And if you're New Orleans, you want to beat the Panthers twice and you want to beat the Steelers to get to 14-2 and two and lock up the home field advantage. The Rams also sitting at 11-2. and two. They want to get that by. They're in great shape to do it. I think they're going to blow out the Eagles this weekend. I've already made that bet on lock it in. I absolutely love uh, that game. Rams minus nine. Um, I think the Bears, uh, look, they have a home field advantage. Uh, I think they will win their division. Certainly, I think the Cowboys will win the NFC East. I think the Seattle's locked in basically at the five seed. And I think, as we talked about yesterday, the Minnesota Vikings are likely to beat the Dolphins this weekend. I think they are going to take the six seed overall. Um, And then, look, you have the Carolina Panthers, Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Redskins, maybe Green Bay, all on the outside looking in, trying to fight to make the playoffs. I don't think any of those teams will. I think the NFC playoff picture comparatively is pretty much locked in stone. Let me go ahead and bring in Eddie Garcia, find out what's shaking in the world of sports. It's a relatively quiet day of uh, of action out there in uh, the NBA. and I mean, sorry, yeah, the NBA and the NHL. What you got for me? Even in college basketball, there weren't that many top 25 games. Yeah, you're right. We had just three games in the NBA, but on the Geico scoreboard, we can tell you that the Raptors now are 22-7 and on the year, best record in the league. 
after coming to L.A. and beating the Clippers 123-99. They won it without injured star Kawhi Leonard. Serge Ibaka had 25 points. Kyle Lowry, 21 points. In the victory, Rockets topped the Trailblazers 111-104. Chris Paul with a triple-double, 11 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists in the win. And the Spurs beat the Suns 111-86. San Antonio head coach Greg Popovich gets career win number 1,211. He passes Pat Riley for fourth on the all-time wins list. He's now 11 behind Jerry Sloan for the third spot. College basketball, there was an upset in the top 25 with Penn beating number 17 Villanova 78-75 in the NFL after losing on Monday night to the Seahawks and only putting seven points on the board. Minnesota Vikings fired their offensive coordinator John Filippo, and they replaced him with quarterbacks coach Kevin Stefanski. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. We are indeed here live in the Geico Outkick Studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Have we got an update on Dub? Uh, so, Clay, I looked at the schedule that's sent out every every Friday, and uh, uh, Dub is scheduled to work today. Phones are scheduled to be in Nashville. Man. So I think I think Dub got pretty hammered last night and probably Man. Uh, still sleeping right now. now. I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory. Did you text him and there's no response no, to the text no, either? No, no response. No, he's usually uh, – in my inbox every morning he's not there so all right let's um let's go ahead and let's call his cell live on the air here do you have his cell phone number uh i do all right can we dial it up right now yeah give me a sec all right you guys uh, talk amongst yourselves all right we're trying to call dub dub has an important job wednesday probably the most important (laughs) day most important day for him i mean that's when we usually go to the phone calls we make sure anonymous mailbag an hour or two of all the days dub could miss wednesday the single most day he could not miss which frankly is par for the course that he would not show up uh given the fact that as i always say i'm an island of perfection surrounded by complete and utter incompetence yesterday by the way we're going to play the audio from television for you i text danny g a video that they pulled for me off of our television show and i say hey just make sure you have this audio ready to play and he's like well how can you email it to me so I can make sure that I have the audio in my in my email. I said, do you not know how to save a video off of your phone and email it to yourself? I don't do that. How many people send you f- clips of TV shows? I get clips of TV shows, all that. You well, didn't yeah, know. you're on TV. You didn't. Uh, this is like, again. Uh, the, I don't know. I've never used my, I'll be honest. I've never used my iPhone like that. I've never taken a TV clip and put it into it's my phone. It's a regular video. You don't get girls. You're single and 40. You don't get girls sending you naked photos that you're saving onto your phone in immediately. My, in my Snapchat, and it stays in in my history on my uh, WhatsApp. You've never saved a video no. that somebody sent to no. you on your phone? No, because it's embarrassing when somebody you know swipes on your pictures or if you show a family member a picture and they go the other direction i've had it happen before where a private personal picture is next in line and somebody sees it you don't want that on your phone i guess maybe but you don't have regular phones like your buddy and you are out at a football game or a basketball game and somebody takes a great video and they're like hey i'm gonna send that to you nah i've never heard of the the fact the fact that you didn't know how to do that is just again more evidence of the incompetence that surrounds me who uh do we have dub yet i'm getting i'm getting his number right now all right so dub has not shown up nobody knows where he is i'm gonna call him right now and leave him a message to try to figure out i think that the bet is that he's still sleeping 
obviously it's early in the morning in Nashville where Dub lives, 5.30 where I live, 5.30 a.m. Dub kind of on the ball here in theory because it's a big day for the anonymous mailbag in hour two. Don't book any guests. This is Dub's time to shine. Make sure that he handles the phone calls. Make sure that he sets up everything and he's not here. All right, there we go. All right, let's dial Dub. Live on the air, we're going to call Dub. I will leave him a message if he does not answer. All right, we have the dial tone. Do we have the ability to dial, or do we have the ability only to put the dial dial tone on? All right, here we go. Yeah, hang on, hang on. You, Would you relax over there? The phone is not... We've talked about this before when we were trying to get Nawab on the show. The phone is not made for what you wanted to do right now, but I'm going to make it work. So just hold on. Hold your horses over there. This is unbelievable. The phones are pretty old. What? We don't have the best equipment here. How do we not have the best equipment? We're on in all 50 states. We've got over 300 affiliates. Our ratings are up 50% in the last year, which is unheard of for a radio show. Imagine what we would be capable of if either we had competent employees on this show or or we actually had phones that work or like that like every now and then things just worked on the show. Can we can we make the phone call now? So let's give it a try. There you All right, go. there we go. Is this Dub's call? Yes. Is this Dub's phone ringing? Yeah, All right. ringing Dub. All right, right you now. guys sit back. I'll, I'll handle this. Your memorandum eloquently ensuing the residence. Thank you. What? Bye-bye. Hold on. What just happened there? At the tone. That's not Dub. Yeah, yeah that was his voice. What was his voicemail? We got to call him again. All right. For more I didn't understand what was being said there. Did he say memorandum in his voicemail? Yeah, he was mumbling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Quiet. Everybody be very quiet. I don't understand Dub's voicemail message. Let's listen to this again. I'm going to dial it up again here. Yeah, that's what I just told you to do. Dial it up again. Yeah, but as you just heard, it's not easy to do on this phone system, so relax over there. This is unbelievable. Right, Dub is calling my cell phone. Hang on. Hang all right, on. put him... Like, well, put first of all, we need to put... Can we... Yeah, put hey, him on speaker. Hey, Dub, are you there? I'm about to be. I, I, my alarm didn't go off. What's he saying? He said my alarm didn't go off. Oh, okay. That's convenient. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Lots of reaction pouring in. Uh, Nick emails and says, Clay, could I have a job working on your radio show? I have no experience in broadcasting, but I promise I know how to dial a phone and I have never been late to work in my life. Sounds like I'd do a better job than your current employees. This is possible. Also, uh, Dale says, I'm on the edge of my seat. Can't wait to find out if this show can handle making a phone call live. And what a voicemail. Do you think that, look, look, we are one of the three or four or five, whatever it is, biggest sports talk shows in the nation, right? Beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's us. It's Cowherd. It is uh, It is um, the Mike and Mike show, whatever it's called now. It is uh, the uh, Dan Lebitard show, Dan Patrick, Gottlieb. There's not very many shows that are as big as this one, right? Do you think any of those shows are run as incompetently as this one? Or do we just dominate when it comes to... Like, do Mike and Mike, do they ever show up at their studio ever in like the 20 years that they did the show together? And the guy who's supposed to answer the phones just isn't there? Or... Do they ever show up and like the person who's trying to dial the phone just can't dial a number? We got many things yeah. to talk about here. But first, 
Do we have, have we isolated Dub's voicemail to confirm that this is a weird voicemail that Dub has on his phone? Yeah, we did. All right. Can we hear that right here? Well, your memorandum eloquently ensuing the residence. Thank you. He says, leave your memorandum. What is, I mean, that is the most serial killing <laughs> I know. voicemail message I have ever, like, can we slow that down again? Like, that's so weird that I think we might need to fire Dub just based on, not even the fact that he didn't show up for work today, but just based on that this is his voicemail message. Let's listen to this again. Well, your memorandum eloquently ensuing the residence. Thank you. What the hell is going, like, I don't know, it's like. Is he, why is the word memorandum even used? Also, what, what word did why he does say he sound like he's like in the process of carving up a dead body and talking <laughs> like so softly and like creepily? That's the message that somebody has on like their phone. To be, is he like trying to be sexy or something? Like I don't know. That's uh, is he a stripper? Is that why he's late? Does Dub also work <laughs> as to pick a stripper? Up on chicks, you know, like his is, pick up chick voice. I, I that is so creepy. Like I don't even know what to say about it. Well, your memorandum eloquently ensuing the residence. Thank you. What? Eloquently? Is that what he said? Eloquently? I can't even tell what he's saying there. Well, your memorandum eloquently ensuing the residence. Thank you. Ensuing residence? What? Like, well, your memorandum eloquently ensuing the residence. Thank you. This guy is single. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> oh, if you're a single woman out there and you're trying to get in touch with Dub and you hear that... <laughs> You better put him on the sex offender registry right now. You should never date that dude. I don't know what's going on. Ensuing the residence. Thank you. You interview you introducing that guy to your sister? Oh hell no. That's off the list. If Dub can go within two hundred and fifty feet of a school or church, dude, I'm gonna be stunned. Man, right now. there's gotta be a good story surrounding that because he's a very cool dude on and off the air. I don't understand that greeting at all. Well, your memorandum <laughs> I don't even. I don't understand. I mean, is he a stripper? Is he a drug dealer? I, is there some like code that's going on there? Is he with the Mexican cartel? And that's uh, I, I, is he the new? What's the guy? The Clint Eastwood, the old man? Like, is is he just driving around pounds and pounds of of, of drugs? Your memorandum eloquently ensuing the residence. Thank you. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I am an ocean of uh, island of perfection surrounded by an ocean of incompetence. Doesn't matter what's going on. Just people like fail, flounder, can't do their jobs. Dub. First of all, Danny G gets a promotion. All right. We know that Jason Martin had many flaws among them that he didn't drive if there was like a snowflake in the air. He doesn't show up for work. Danny G gets a promotion and immediately says he's got too much work now. Can't handle the phones. Too many things that he's supposed to do. I have no idea how hard his job is. So I decide, you know what? Dub, I will put in charge of the phones. We'll route the phones through Nashville. All Dub will have to do is answer the phones. Most important day, Wednesday, for the phone answering. Because we do the anonymous mailbag in hour two. Big time phone performance issues today. Because Dub doesn't show up for work. And nobody even knows Dub doesn't show up for work. We have no idea. Dub might not have been showing up for work for a while. Because no one is aware Dub isn't at work until I go to him live on the radio to talk to him. And then people are like, oh, we don't. Dub's not there. We haven't heard from Dub yet. Nobody tells me Dub might not be there. 
Dub, I think, is there now. But Dub, as not showing up, we decide to call him to wake him up. And we find out a really alarming thing, which is Dub might have the creepiest voicemail in all of America. Can we play the voicemail again? Well, your memorandum was eloquently ensuing the residence. Thank you. What is going on there? Dub, explain your voicemail. I can't even tell what you're saying. Good morning, Clay. Uh, yeah, thanks, yeah, for, my thanks for coming to work. Th- yeah, my pleasure. Uh, that's been my voicemail greeting since high school, I think in my junior year. Uh, would you like me to repeat it? So can you, can you play it for us again so everybody can hear it? Or just, like, I don't I understand. can, re- I, I yeah, can recite Yeah, what do you right say? Now. Yes. Please chronicle your memorandum braviloquently ensuing the residence. Which is a very fancy way of saying, when you hear the tone, leave a message. I'm, the reason why I'm not speaking for a while is I'm thinking about whether we should fire you right now for that voicemail. Hey, we've been talking all week about people making stupid decisions and stupid choices in their teen years. Yeah, that's a good spin and if zone. That's, and if that's one of my worst mistakes as a teenager, then I think I've, I've done all right. You're Don't fired. you think you probably should change your voicemail? You know what? I think it might be time to start considering that. Now, whether or not I'm ready to actually change it yet is another story. Uh, all right. So that is just, I don't even know <laughs> what to say. Like, it is. Ensuing the residence. Thank you. Well, Clay, I- I'm 25 years old. People, kids in my generation, we, we don't leave voicemails anymore. Well, so I'm first not, of all, I am no one, so anti voicemail. So you're 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 preaching to the choir here. I hate when people leave me voicemails. I got voicemails from five months ago that are on my phone. Text me. I got a call the other day from my producer on Lock It In. He's like, Can we schedule a call to talk about the show Friday at three o'clock Pacific? And I'm like, Can you not just text me the questions that you have right now instead of me having to schedule a call with you? I am an efficiency like machine, right? I want to get everything decided instantly. Now, some people over text, like Cindy, our producer, uh, programmer on the show, Cindy Katz, I bet I get a billion texts from her in a row, except when things like go a little bit awry. Like we had Ice Cube scheduled for last Friday. She texts me like a hundred times a day every time we have a guest. Didn't text when Ice Cube canceled. And so I had no idea because she just sent an email. Like, I don't care. Whatever your method of communication is, at least be consistent on it. But I, on the show, on the television show yesterday, Danny G has a crush on Rachel Bonetta. If you don't know who Rachel Bonetta is, she's good-looking, she's smart, she's funny, she hosts our show. Danny has got a schoolboy crush on her, and I decided to give Danny a chance with Bonetta. This was what we did. This is live on television yesterday. This is what it sounded like. Derek Carr starting to get on a roll. The Raiders get the big win, 24-21. I think the Raiders can extend their roll, even though they're now at the very bottom, 3-10. and 10. I like betting on the Raiders going forward. My guy Danny G says they're playing well. And by the way, Bonetta, oh. not to give you a compliment, but he's in absolute love with you. He asked about you all the time. He's watching right now. Please well, wait. that is uncomfortable. <laughs> Could have been a better start. Could have been a better start. Uh, Vanetta saying that's uncomfortable. Now, she's going to come on the show at some point. Danny G, how did you think that went? Uh, I guess it could have went a little bit better because the way you worded it, I almost sound like a stalker. 
which made her uncomfortable. But yeah, she, when he said it, when you said he's watching right now. Yeah. Well, let's pause for a minute. Okay. You are kind of a stalker. This is a girl you've never met that you watch on television every day and that you wanted to know that you liked her. That's yeah. kind of a stalker. I mean, True, you but make I, me sound like a stalker. I didn't, I didn't you're watching you. I didn't every a, day. I didn't of, ask you to do that. Though. You're watching every day. Well, if you tell me, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you're watch. If you say it, it's fair game. You're watching every day a girl you don't know that you like on television. That's kind of being a stalker. Now, I'm not saying it's not uncommon. Yeah. There's a reason why women are good-looking on television. It's because men will watch good-looking women on television, right? Like, there aren't – and this is in general on television – by and large, really ugly people are not on television. Who is the least attractive person on television right now in the world of sports? I know the answer. It's Brian Winhorst. He's the least attractive <laughs> man. I don't even think it gets Brian, Brian Winhorst. He is by far. Can anybody beat Brian Winhorst? Eddie has somebody. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Paul, Eddie, who Paul you got? Feinbaum. Feinbaum is an unattractive man. <laughs> very, Feinbaum, very intelligent, though. Feinbaum is a very... Oh, <laughs> What are you, his mom? Uh, I uh, I think that Winhorst is the least attractive man on television. Now, I'm on television. I don't think people see me and they're like, oh, my God, that guy's incredibly good-looking. There are a lot of incredibly good-looking people on television. Uh, I'm not one of them, right? But certainly Brian Winhorst, I think it's fair to say, if we were doing a draft for the least attractive people to appear regularly on sports television, Winhorst would be number one. Feinbaum would be up there, too. And by the way, we can talk about guys being unattractive on television. If we pick an unattractive girl, it'll be like a lead story in America. And it'll yeah, be I like know. evidence. It'll oh, be yeah. evidence of like me too. It'll be like, oh, Clay Travis went on the radio and he said a girl on television was ugly. And meanwhile, we can just rip guys to high heaven. Win horse right now. Starting off his morning has no idea. He just got flattened going over the middle. Like just wrecked. Paul Feinbaum early in the morning, like he's like feeling good about himself, just brushed his teeth, got the floss going, headed into work at ESPN, boom, just getting wiped out uh, by you guys. So, Bonetta, good looking girl on television, smart, funny. Yeah. She's very witty. I, and I guess from the very first time your show debuted, not to sound like a stalker, it's probably too late for that, but. The first time I saw her on camera, I felt like she was talking just to me. Yeah, that's what psychos say. <laughs> when you think that somebody on television is talking just to you, that's what psycho people do. That's what Dub would say if we were she, judging him Clay, based on his voicemail. Not to go overboard, but she may have the most beautiful eyes of any female I think you on just TV. went overboard. You said not to go overboard, and then <laughs> yeah, I think you just yeah, went yeah. overboard. Yeah, you went overboard. <laughs> So you're saying I have a chance with her? I don't even. I don't know. When you say she has beautiful eyes, I have no idea what color eyes Rachel Bonetta has. What color eyes does she have? Dreamy. What do you know? What color they are? No, you can't tell. Well, so that, if you're going to compliment a woman's eyes, they, they, well, they look how beautiful they are because they look like a hazelish color. Are they? Somebody needs to pull up a photo yeah. of Bonetta to figure out whether or not she has a hazelish color eyes, or if Danny G's just totally stalking and also making up compliments without knowing like i know my wife's eyes are brown i know mine are green that's about as far well, this parents. is why you have to hook me up to meet her in person so that i can look into her eyes and i see think it's exactly much creepier at this point if i hook you up to meet her in person then i think it we can maybe broker an on-air uh meeting on the radio where she doesn't have to be in your physical presence frankly after dub's voicemail 
uh, at least Eddie is married. Roberto's married. I'm not sure that I feel comfortable introducing any women to any of the single members of this show. I'm not sure I can give you guys endorsements. But we're trying to shoot a shot. Yeah. (laughs) Tubbs voicemail. Uh, We're trying to shoot a shot here for Danny G. All right. So uh, this is the segment of the show where we do the anonymous mailbag live on the air. So, Dub, are the phones working there? Phones are working. I'm on it right now. All right. So here is the phone number. 877-996-6369. You can react to anything that's happened on the show so far, but more importantly, if you have any problems in life, Hour 2, Wednesday edition, Outkick the Coverage, I have humbly named myself the King Solomon of the Internet for the anonymous mailbag that I write every single Tuesday on my website, outkickthecoverage.com, outkick.com. Wildly popular, me responding to questions there. I now will solve any problem you have in your life live on the radio in hour two, Wednesday edition. It's the anonymous mailbag on radio. I now am saying that I am both the King Solomon of the internet and also the King Solomon of the radio. I believe we have music to introduce this segment. You've got mail, mother anonymous mailbag. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. All right, so we are going to take calls, dub. Are you capable of fielding calls here and lining them up as we go into break? I, I just I, I seriously question. What, I, hopefully that's because he's answering phone calls that he's not responding on the air. Dub oh, oh, fielding oh. your phone calls. Check this out, Clay. I just found this out from the internet. Oh, now you're going to say I'm stalking on the internet. Her eye color, light green. No, that's why uh, through the TV screen kind of looks hazel. Well, hazel is light green. Eight seven seven nine nine really? six six three six nine. Hazel is green. It's the same thing. I didn't know that. Are you serious? Me neither. <laughs> I, I I thought I it was. Just, I, I legitimately believe. Do you, do you think that we had the fancy box of crayons as kids? We had like five crayons. I think all of you used to eat crayons. I, I, I honestly don't know how this show happens on a day-to-day basis. But but isn't hazel green and brown? I thought it was more of a brown color. Is that's not right? I don't... There is hazel and it is green eyes. If you have hazel eyes, you have green eyes. There's a different gradations on hazel. Like, you can be really green or you can be greenish brown. You're saying her eyes are entirely green. Like emeralds. No, I didn't yeah. say that. I, yeah, so they're hazel. Yeah. But but why on the internet is, is it listed as green? I don't know why there's a difference between green. I, just, I think they're synonymous. I'm going to get into her Wikipedia page and fix this. Oh, God. <laughs> this is getting creepier by the minute. Going to get a restraining order soon. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We're joined now by Britt McHenry at Britt McHenry on Twitter. She is now with Fox News. She was with ESPN before that. She's been coming on as a guest with us for a while. Britt, I believe last night you were at the Caps game. How did that go? It was awesome. The Capitals put on quite the show. Uh, I believe the final score was 6-2, to two, but there, you know, that was more of a fan experience, Clay. So there were some... Uh, some beverages, so I, I can't, you know, definitively tell you what happened in the final third period. But at that point, they they just stole the show with the Red Wings. So 
um, you know, I was a happy girl. Is the city of Washington still kind of walking on air over the Caps winning the championship? Uh, I think there's so much going on with Trump right now in Washington <laughs> that that feels like a lifetime ago. But I certainly am. That was that was one of the coolest experiences I've had because I've never been a fan of a winning team. So when you know you grew up rooting for the Dolphins. And then in Chicago, you know, I went to Northwestern, so going to Cubs games when they weren't the World Series champs of a few years ago, I never really had that experience of enjoying a title win, a championship. So, What do you think the city of D.C.? We haven't really talked much about his free agency, but Bryce Harper is, it appears, going to leave the Nationals, and where exactly mm-hmm. he's going to end up is still uncertain. But what do you think the verdict on Bryce Harper in D.C. is going to be when he eventually leaves? Is he going to be hated? You know, we see uh, athletes come back, whether it's LeBron going back to Cleveland or whatnot. Um, And that's a little bit different, obviously, because LeBron is from the Cleveland area. But do you think that Bryce Harper is going to become immediately detested by national fans? Or do you think over time they'll come to see some positives associated with his tenure? Uh, I don't think he'll be detested. It's just not that kind of city. It's not if you left, like, Philadelphia, which is presumably a team that he could go to, or New York with the Mets. Like, I think this town, especially with him coming in and just giving the the Nationals some relevancy, uh, will always appreciate that. You know, in the images of him winning the home run derby in his own city, I, I think there's some good memories. But I'm, I'm in the camp of... I don't really, I I would see him go. Like, I I would rather just have a farm system, develop a few more players. I think they should have traded him at the trade deadline to get something for him. I think that was a huge gap by the Nationals. Um, And and reportedly, Mike Rizzo wanted to with the learners were the one, the owners were the ones that squashed that. You know, I just don't think he's really done anything that clutch, especially in the playoffs. They've never gotten out of the first round to warrant paying him $300 million, which that's a fair offer. They made him that. I know Rizzo said yesterday that he's not closing the door on him, but um, it doesn't, I, I don't know. I'm sort of like, keep your $300 million, let him go. That's my, my philosophy. All right, we need a woman's opinion on this, Britt. we got a couple oh, of gosh. different audio clips for you. Um, the first one is my producer on the show, Danny G, who I think calls you, is yeah. <laughs> in love with Rachel Bonetta, who is the host of the show that I'm on on FS1 in the afternoons, Lock It In. And mm-hmm. so yesterday, this is what happened on the television show. Uh, I decided to, you know, kind of let her know that she has an admirer, and this is what it sounded like. Car starting to get on a roll. The Raiders get the big win, 24-21. I think the Raiders can extend their role, even though they're now at the very bottom, 3-10. and 10. I like betting on the Raiders going forward. My guy Danny G says they're playing well. And by the way, Benetta, oh. not to give you a compliment, but he's in absolute love with you. He asked about you all the time. He's watching right now. Please well, that is uncomfortable. <laughs> all right. So oh. that is live on television yesterday. Um, so what do you think? Did I, did I throw Danny G under the bus there or, uh, now what, what are his chances with Bonetta going forward? So is this like a, a second first amendment and boobs? Yeah. He is viral in, moment for yeah, you? yeah. He, uh, I would say that right now, Danny G has like a seventh or eighth grade crush on Rachel Bonetta. He's never met her, but he watches the television show. I'm sure there are many uncomfortable crushes from men that you have met in person so i want to start there 
do you remember a like how common was it for you to meet men who had like I would say crushes, not like stalker, like uncomfortable, but like <laughs> you had to meet guys like this, right? From when you were on ESPN and now when you're on Fox News, you're a single woman, you're good looking. Guys have to come up to you every now and then and be like puppy dogs, right? No, where are these guys play? Maybe you should usher them. Uh, Maybe you're too intimidating. So you don't get approached at the bar by guys very often who are like, "Hey, you know, you don't know me at all, but I watch you on television." And like nothing, like on, like I, I don't know the answer. So I'm just kind of curious. This doesn't happen to you? No, I mean, I think uh, the most recent guy, I, I slid into his DM. So um, maybe, maybe I just need a, a better some better swagger but i would I think, not think it was uncomfortable if you said that to me i, think, I would be like wow send me the number <laughs> i think that yeah well there you go danny you should have been uh, you should have been after uh yeah uh, where's Brit, my crack yeah. instead of Benetta. i'm, yeah. I'm, offici- I'm officially switching switching my crush <laughs> yeah. to brit um so <laughs> here is the other thing i i'm sure you have seen this brit I think that the girl that gets hit on the most at the bar is not the best-looking girl. I think she's the girl that people are least intimidated to talk to, like the girl next door factor. I think you probably intimidate a lot of guys. <laughs> I I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. They're probably thinking if I'm going to like go on a a rant against them rant or something. Yes. Yeah. No. Um. I guess like I I would go with you on that theory for sure. All right, so here is the second part here, another woman's opinion. So mm-hmm. Dub is in charge of the Nashville studio here on the show. He did not mm-hmm. wake up this morning, and so he didn't show up at work. No one knew he would. He works in the studio by himself. So we weren't even aware that he wasn't there until I tried to go talk to him live on air in hour one, and then people are like, oh, he's not there today. So then we call his voicemail and this is the voicemail message that he has. What would you think if you were a woman and you called and this is what you heard? Well, your memorandum was eloquently ensuing the residence. Thank you. What? I know you probably can't even tell what he was saying, but that's a creepy voicemail, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's slightly creepy. Poor is, guy, you're just you're just throwing him under the bus on national or national radio. Yeah, well, there's no safety here. Uh, there is no. Uh, this is not a safe space. So. Uh, the, the minute led into a discussion, do you leave voicemail messages? When's the last time you left a voicemail message for someone? I think I do. I do, but I also, I rely on a voicemail message if you're you're in trouble, mostly, you know? Like if you're right? angry like, at somebody, you would leave them an angry voicemail message? No, no, I'm not going to be the angry woman, but um, if you like, if, if you really need to get a hold of that person, or it's like, you know a stress-related situation, I would leave a voicemail. But usually I'll just text. All right. So, yeah, I'm a text guy, so I hate when people leave me voice voice messages because I always inevitably, like, the voicemail message doesn't come through and I'm thinking, like, oh, this must be a really serious thing if somebody left me a voicemail message. Or or you'll just see that they called you. Like, you'll see the missed call and just call them back. Yeah, that's what I also do. I assume that if somebody... not 1985. I don't think you need to leave a voicemail. Yeah, all right. So we're there. All right, so the last time we talked to you, you were on a train on your way to New York and we didn't actually get to talk about your new gig. So you now are on uh you've you're part of a new story new gig tell me what it is and what your day-to-day is now as you get ready for it how often are you going to new york and what when can people see you and what that what is that going to be like yeah so i go to new york every week um on thursday and i'll come back either friday night or saturday morning and um i'm hosting a show with tyrus who's a former wrestler 
So it's it's a a bit of an odd combination on paper, but we've had great chemistry and we host a show called UnPC. So it's fitting for me and um, we'll talk about a lot of different issues from you know sports related stories. We talked about the last boxing match a week or two ago and we'll also talk about just social commentary. I mean, you do a lot of that too, Clay, with your shows. So we're not afraid to go there with any topic. And we tape twice a week. It's on the new Fox Nation streaming service. And then while I'm up there, I'll also do Fox business shows. Um, I think coming up, I'm going to be on Outnumbered soon and doing the New Year's Eve show. So when you're celebrating and you're in your warm home, Clay, I don't know if you have any plans with the kids, maybe turn on Fox News and you'll see me freezing uh, in a sea of, of tourists with puff jackets on New Year's Eve. Oh, that's pretty cool. So have you ever <laughs> yeah, done that before? I'm really excited. What's that? Have you ever done that before, like the New Year's Eve celebration? Have you ever done anything like that before? No. I, I This is like a bit of a bucket list um, to, be, to be continued, whether or not I'll enjoy it. But I've never done the Times Square thing on New Year's Eve. So you've never been there on Times Square at all, and you're going to do it live on television. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, we won't have any moments like some other hosts. Oh yeah, I know, maybe I mean, that's maybe that's a good thing if you're if you're enjoying some beverages. But that's no, actually kidding. that's actually going to be pretty fun. I will definitely flip that on. I have no idea what we're doing on New Year's because like the only day I get off for TV is Christmas Day. Um, because so many people sit around and watch television over the holidays. It's like the highest rated time for television. It's a yes. little bit different for radio because people are not working, so they're not in their cars as much, so things kind of change there. Uh, but have you thought about that? Like, that's going to be pretty frigid, right, to be outside on the television for that long? Have you have you thought about your, your game plan uh, attire-wise? I have not. I'm going to have to go back to my old um, Sunday countdown days. And like get some, yeah, get some good, a good scarf, a good beanie game going. Um, no, but I, I, I think it'll just be a great experience. I'll be with Tyrus doing that too. So I'm with you though on the holidays. Like nobody understands. Well, some people do, but outside of this business, how you tend to work the most on holidays. Like think about it. There's all the football games on Thanksgiving. There's the NBA games on Christmas Day, and. Of course, you know, New Year's as well with these sort of festivities. So I have to, like, repeatedly tell my parents I can't come home. It also gets me out of, like, cooking and doing those things as well. So I'm not complaining about working on holidays. All right, we're talking to Britt McHenry. Go follow her on Twitter at Britt McHenry. Thank you for getting up early with us. So you were talking about how you comment on sports and culture and everything else. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the, the story surrounding Kyler Murray. So the kid wins the Heisman Trophy, and then uh, almost immediately, USA Today, boom, hits him with, oh my God, can you believe Kyler Murray when he was 14 or 15 years old while tweeting with friends of his, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, when he's a you know freshman in high school or whatever else, uses gay slurs. And they're like, this is unbelievable. This is unacceptable. Is it fair to go back years and years into people's Twitter history and turn it into a story, particularly when, as here, the kids involved are actually kids, right? We're talking about teenage boys or girls. Is that fair or foul in your mind? Uh, I think it's completely foul. You know, we see it. This happens now continuously, and it's from adults trying to ruin the best night of kids' lives. Like, we've seen this on draft night. Uh, wasn't Josh Allen? There, there was one of the top quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. So they that happened to him. 
And then it was reported that it was a team that did it specifically so that he would fall in the draft, which is just evil to me. Um, and then this happens. But I think the problem is, and you would agree with me, Clay, the more that we try to look for outrage, especially in an incident where the kid was 14 years old, the less real outrage there's going to be when something is of a pressing concern. You know, and also, I'm not defending any inappropriate language, but there was some terminology, like I remember when I was a kid, that could be seen as really tied to the LGBT community now and offensive, where it, it had, like, different connotations back then. You know, so not only was he super young, but sometimes words didn't have, I guess, the weight of outrage culture that people assume them to have now. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. And also this ties in not just in the world of sports, but I would bet you're on my side here. Would you have been perfect? Do you think it's unfair that Kevin Hart got pulled off of the Oscars for his jokes? What? Do you think it's fair that Kevin Hart got pulled off the Oscars for his old Twitter jokes? No, I, in fact, that was a topic I went in on, on our show and on PC. I, I think Kevin Hart is so funny. And, you know, what I really loved was Nick Cannon went through Amy Schumer, Chelsea Handler, and uh, Sarah Silverman, three of like the wokest female comedians and found in, you know, what would be inappropriate tweets that they had years ago and 10 years ago. I mean, if we're going to play that game, I think a lot of people will get in trouble and I just don't understand putting that kind of energy towards ruining opportunities for people. Like, I mean, look, there are some tweets, like that director for um, the Avengers, what was his name? Uh, James Gunn, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy director. Yeah, he had some really creepy tweets about young boys. And and there there is a line, I guess, though it can be blurry, of of perhaps, I don't know, like a thousand tweets about young kids. Like, that's something to have a little concern about. But... um, I think overall we're just taking this and running in a bad direction. I'm sure you would agree. I, yeah, I, I think I, I'm, I wish Kevin Hart was still the Oscars director. Look, I judge people based on their overall quality of work, not on what they tweet like one off or even if they send a bunch of things that I think later you look at. I mean, I think James Gunn was trying to be funny. I think what he sent was uh, was inappropriate. But mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is an amazing movie, and so is Guardians it of the Galaxy really too. They're so good. I watch them with my kids all the time, and that guy is so good at what he does. And obviously those characters are in the Avengers movies and everything else too. I want to see him be able to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think it's ridiculous that he gets submarine based on old tweets that he sent. Um, And I feel that way regardless of the political orientation, race, gender, religion, ethnicity, all those things. If people have talent, I want them to continue to uh, share their talent with the largest possible audience. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious for you. uh, Do you get more negativity now in the political realm or did you get more negativity in the world of sports and the reason why I ask that is I often find I have opinions on everything right on this show Mm -hmm. and everywhere else and I don't find there to be that much difference in negativity from the world of sports for me in opinion and the world of politics. I actually think I was prepared for having political opinions because if you say something about somebody's favorite sports team that they don't like, they come after you just as negatively because it's tribal as well. People see themselves Mm -hmm. as a member of the Democrat or Republican tribe or the Independent tribe, uh, just like they see themselves as the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Auburn Tigers, or the Alabama Crimson Tide. Have you found that to be true as well? Absolutely. I think I, I get asked this question a lot and people would assume it's 
political that I would get more pushback. Um, and now, granted, you get your typical anti-Trump, um, you know, I'm much more right-leaning, so you'll get you'll get that crowd that comes after you. But I think sports was worse, Clay, because people are so adamant about defending their teams, and especially, you know, if you're a diehard fan growing up watching the Yankees, you know so much about them, almost you think you know more than the person paid to be on radio or TV talking about it, right? So it's like, well, I could be the expert on this. So I think um, especially mixed with some misogyny on social media, it's like never the best road. So I think that's worse than any political commentary I do. Which I think surprises people because you don't think a lot of people who don't know any better would think, oh, sports seems like it would be fun and people would be really nice on social media. The reality is if you say anything other than like somebody's team is the greatest thing that's ever happened on the planet, people come after you in such a negative yeah. fashion. It's it's all fun and games until those those Philadelphia Flyers fans and gritty are like just dumpster fire in your mentions. You know, that's happened to me too. And um, Ryan Tannehill, I've said that I don't think he's a good I don't think he's a franchise quarterback for Miami. I got pushback from Miami fans for like a week straight. And now look how the season has gone. So maybe I was right. Yeah, they're definitely all coming around. So when can people see you next? You said you're going to be on New Year. We need to talk to you before New Year's Eve because that's actually going to yeah. be really cool. But when is your next uh, next event? When are you headed up to Fox News? Uh, tomorrow I will be on um, our show. If people get Fox Nation and Trish Regan's show on Fox Business at 8 o'clock. And... Um, I think that's what we got right now. So let me ask you this. Have you seen good feedback from the – this is a fascinating business experiment to me, the Fox Nation concept where people who like Fox News – and look, there's ESPN Plus that's out there. The the streaming plus add-on is becoming a bigger and bigger part of the overall media kind of offering that's out there. Have you seen good response from people who are signing up for Fox Nation so far? Absolutely. Um, It's – like, that's how I operate play with anything you know i watch outlander on stars i will download the stars app for a couple months if that's like what i want to watch like i cut cable a year ago so i think it's it's the beginning um of a future trend and people can and the great thing about it is if they get fox nation they can watch the show anytime they want so i've gotten a lot of mentions that, that people have checked it out uh tyrus just has a huge cult following from when he was a wrestler and I know nothing about wrestling. That's the one area I'm not uh, too keen on, that NASCAR. So it's interesting. I'm meeting a lot of new fans. Outsta- and if anyone likes wrestling listening, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a big WWE fan because my boys love it. We were watching WrestleMania 3 last night, of all things, on the WWE Network. Good stuff as always, Britt. Go follow her at Britt McHenry. Thanks for getting up with us. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 